Welcome to the Occupational Safety Leadership Podcast, episode number 37. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the positive attributes of safety audits. And I've heard this named a couple times. We're doing a safety assessment. We're doing a self-assessment. We're doing an annual assessment. Whatever words that you want to use that's better for you and your company, you should be using that. So I like safety audit because it kind of tells everybody that we're not really here to say, oh, we found a couple things wrong and then leave. We're, we're, we're here to say this is a, a event on a time schedule. And of course, whether you choose that uh, annual, three years, five years, whatever, whatever the schedule is, because really it has to be based on the on the hazards. Not that offices don't have don't have hazards out there, but when you think about a chemical plant or a factory, they they seem to have more hazards with more severity. Uh, so it has to work for you and your company. So go ahead and uh, get started. So I'm a big proponent on why. So why that why that we want to do these is that we want to properly assess the hazards in the workplace, and I call it an annual, but but again, it depends on what you want it to be, one year, three year, five year, all that stuff. And like all things, you have to balance the positive with the negative attributes. In the next podcast, we'll talk about the negative attributes. I almost never hear a negative attribute from a, a safety professional, but from the management, the accounting bean counters, the people that travel, I hear a lot of negative uh, attributes on doing a uh, safety audit. So let's continue on. So the positive ones that I found over the years, and and of course, I don't want you to think this is the end all be all list. This is just kind of something that I've been thinking about and writing down and kicking around. So five of them kind of seem to jump out to me. So uh, obviously the big one, you identify the potential safety hazards out there. One that's a little more difficult to quantify is encourages the safety culture. We all have a safety culture. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's really good in one department, not so good in another department. Um, We want to promote compliance. Compliance should be the absolute baseline. We're following every law that we can out there. And then we worry about getting fancy and about doing the extra steps and the extra things. And uh, which I think, of course, brings a lot of value. To me, of course, they outweigh any form of negative or money spent, but I also get that, again, the culture kind of dictates a little bit of this too. We want to provide recommendations. You know, It's easy to find something wrong, but all of us look at a, uh, so think about a pizza. We all have a different angle. Uh, we could be looking at the same pizza. Eight, eight separate people are gonna have eight separate angles on this thing then. Um, and a problem that might be really hard for somebody to solve because they're right in the middle of it, a person who's doing an audit because they're detached from the process, they're detached from that site, and the people maybe can find an easier uh, avenue to fix this problem. So I like to think of a audit also as a way of providing recommendations. And um, Recommendations is just another way of fixing the problem. It doesn't even mean that that the recommendations that you provide they'll take because they may say that sounds awesome, but we're going to fix a different way, you know. And of course, the big thing is it also supports continuous improvement. 
it's very easy for us as safety professionals to be so focused on the big things that at some point we get a little comfortable and we're like, ah, we're right in our comfort zone. Now we can focus on doing some fine tuning of maybe things that don't have a very high, um, very high hazard potential, but they feel really good to solve out there too. So I'm really big in, into solve for the big hazards and kind of work down. So for me, I really enjoy that continuous improvement aspect. Let's sit down and break these down also. So the first one, of course, just like it says, you identify the potential safety hazards and they are a effective tool for identifying these. And the big thing is we want to stop accidents, injuries, any chemical spills, oil spills, all those things out there. Encourages a good safety culture out there. That's something that's really hard because I've, I've been to quite a few places that they didn't think they had a good safety culture. And I thought it was really good because to them, that's just how they operate. It, it wasn't about a good or a bad culture. It was about that's just how we operate. So sometimes you can have a good culture, not really know it, just like you can have a bad culture, not really know it out there. Also, um, at times people will hide things, not just from the safety person, obviously, but from other people at the company and the supervisor and all that then. But so we want to foster that safety culture. And part of Fostering the safety culture to me, of course, is that a person can speak up and say, I need help in the following areas. This thing's wrong. Let's fix it. And just those types of things. The next one um, promotes compliance. Just like we said, that has to be the baseline. You can't not follow laws and say, I've decided that it's just not convenient. You've got to follow any form of um safety standard, the regulations, all that stuff that's out there. The big one, provide recommendations then. So you are a person that's coming in and what you're saying is because you're, de you're detached, maybe you have a totally separate perspective about how to fix this problem out there or you fix that problem at some other place and you can say, and let's try the following things and kind of see what works out there. And find the last one. Supports continuous improvement. You know, I'm really big on that because it, it's really, it's really easy to focus on the low hanging fruit and say, God, it feels really good to be to be busy. But I don't want to be just busy for the sake of being busy. I want to be busy, but I'm, but I'm working on the most hazardous things out there with the most injury potential and likelihood and um, that probability of happening and then I want to kind of focus on the lesser hazards and the lesser things out there. So let's sit down and uh, wrap up these, these, these five that I think are, are positive um, attributes of a safety audit. So it identifies potential safety hazards, encourages safety culture, promotes compliance. Got to do that. That's the baseline. Provide those recommendations to people. You know, you're looking at it from a different angle. And maybe you can help out an awful lot here. And then finally, the last one supports continuous improvement, which is uh, also one of the big tenets. If you think about the whole ISO series, and it doesn't even matter what ISO series that you're you're in, the big thing is continuous improvement. And that is it, episode number 37. In today's episode, we sat down and talked about the positive attributes 
of safety audits. And like all things, you have to weigh the positive with the negative when you go through and do these things. So my name is Dr. David Ayers. Thank you for joining me today and have a safe day.